Welcome to the Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee video blog slash podcast. It's uh, Monday, March 19th. My name is Tim Patterson, and I run the company Trade Show Guy Exhibits. I run the blog TradeShowGuyBlog.com. You can also find my book Trade Show Success, 14 Proven Steps to Take Your Trade Show Marketing to the Next Level on Amazon. And you'll soon find my new book there, Trade Show Superheroes and Exhibiting Zombies, 66 Lists, Making the Most of Your Trade Show Marketing on Amazon. Uh, you can get notification and update list by going to tradeshowsuperheroes.com. Just go to tradeshowsuperheroes.com. We'll, we'll, we'll put you on the list, and uh, that's all we'll send you is stuff about that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, hey, it's another Monday, and we love kicking off the week with a great interview, which is exactly what we have in store for you today. I spoke with Nikki Omohundru of Little Family Adventures, a writer who got my attention uh, recently because she was picked as one of the official bloggers at the Natural Products Expo West earlier this month in Anaheim. So I thought it would be worth it to learn a little bit more about how that went for Nikki at the show and what she came away with. It's the Trade Show Guy Monday morning coffee. I'm Tim Patterson, Trade Show Guy, and I've got Nikki Omohundro. Is that, did I get that right, by the way? You did, yes. Uh, nice. <laughs> Who is with, uh, I think it's Little Family Adventures. Did I get that right? That is correct. Wow, yes. and I'm doing this all from memory. I'm, and I don't know why, but I am. Uh, and we want to talk about a couple things: uh, Expo West, and then what you did at Expo West, and, and your impressions on it. Uh, we both just got back from the show. Interesting show, record-setting show. I heard there was over eighty thousand people there, over thirty-six hundred exhibitors. Uh, pretty nutty. I'm predicting by twenty 2020 twenty or twenty twenty-one, they're going to have a hundred thousand people How easily keeps, keeps growing uh, so tremendously. So tell me about why you were at the show and what you were doing there. Um, well, I am first and foremost, a healthy, active family lifestyle blogger. Um, basically it means that we look for everything and anything to keep a family healthy and active from food to getting outdoors. Um, I was there to see what was new in the food and product space. Um, but then I was also selected as one of the New Hope blogger team members again this year for the second time. Um, so in my first capacity, I was there to see what was new and delicious and healthy. In the second capacity, I was there to see what was new and to share with New Hope Media what I thought my top three were and actively uh, do social media during the show. So how did you get selected for that? I'm, I'm curious what, uh, what the process was, or even if you know how the process really went. Uh, well, I know last year when I was selected, there was an application process. Um, I had to submit um, a few things, my social statistics, why I was at the show, what I was looking for. Um, and I was selected that way last year. Um, this year, I was asked to return, and I gladly said yes. It's a great show. Uh, do you know yes. how many others were doing a similar type of duty uh, that you were doing, uh, other lifestyle-type bloggers that were at the show? Obviously, there's more than one. Yeah, um, and I, I believe there was 18 of us, and not everybody was a blogger. Um, I believe there were a couple of nutritionists on the uh, team. There were several gluten-free bloggers that were on the team. Um, you know, a question that I was asked most often was, well, what kind of a special diet do you have? What kind of diet do you write about. Hmm. And I jokingly ended up saying, I have a seafood diet. I see it, I eat it. <laughs> yes. So, um, you know, we don't have a special diet, but we are conscious about ingredients, what's in a product, where it's sourced. And so we see it, we eat it. 
Right. Uh, it's interesting that the Natural Product Show has been around for, I'm going to say, 35 or 40 years. And I understand why they, why they say natural products. It's a little different than all, all the mass-produced stuff you see in the, on the grocery shelves. But I, I think the name is a little bit nebulous in the sense that uh, there's no government mandate of what is natural and what is not. And in my understanding, maybe, I, maybe I'm wrong, um, but there's a lot of products in that space that... Uh, are interesting and, and a lot of companies there are actually owned by big conglomerates. So it just has a lot under that umbrella. So what kind of things did you focus on? Um, well, I was looking for things with short ingredient lists. Um, my big thing with having kids is sugar. You know, I know one of the huge trends last year was the vilification of sugar. Right. And so this year there was a lot of alternative sugar. Um, by that, I don't mean like some chemical experiment, but it was things like date syrup. It was monk fruit. A sweetener that was liquid. Um, and there was one product that actually made my top three for that reason. Hmm. Um, so I was looking first and foremost for that. I was looking for things that were convenient. Um, we don't, I say we don't do a lot of convenient snacks, but with three kids in school, we do a lot. Um, but I don't look for the junk food varieties. I look for the healthier varieties. Um, and I did that. And then just general products. Um, what was interesting? What would catch my eye? So what kind of things did catch your eye? Was it 3,000 some vendors? Yeah. There's always something new. Yeah. So have you, have you posted uh, your results of that online yet? Not yet. That's coming out today. Um, okay. I did submit my top three to New Hope. Um, and I, I'm sure it's okay to share because everything will be out about the same time. Right. Uh, my first product was uh, New Hope, or sorry, Now Foods Monk Fruit Sweetener. It's a liquid sweetener. Hmm. Um, tastes just like sugar um, without a bitter aftertaste that you get with some other extracts. Um, another was salmon bacon. Salmon bacon. <laughs> salmon bacon. <laughs> really? Yes. Um, evidently it won a Next Deal Award last year, but I didn't see it last year. It was bacon that was uh, cured in a way that it resembled bacon. The texture was like turkey bacon. It just tasted a whole lot better. Wow. Interesting. And then the third was a protein powder that actually had collagen and other supplements. So I really like that. And that was by a company called Wild Way. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, interesting things uh, pop up. You're looking at thousands of booths and, and mm -hmm. graphics and, and words and stuff. Probiotics jumped at me. I saw that a lot this mm -hmm. year. And I saw a, a lot of plant-based products, plant-based food uh, mm -hmm. In fact, I actually ran into a guy there who who has a whole blog and everything about plant-based food that he feeds his kid, and that's he's got a business based on that. So there's certainly a lot of interest in just plant-based. You know, I, I'm guessing um, I don't follow it that closely. I'm guessing that's totally vegan. It so is. You've got, yeah. you've got no uh, animal products whatsoever in there. Plant-based uh, mm -hmm. plant uh, supplements and things you can find on the on the grocery store shelves and things. Did, what did you notice that were that jumped out of you that you didn't actually write about or just kind of caught your eye? I, I mean, like I say, Nancy's yogurt changed their name to Nancy's probiotics. You know, mm -hmm. um, probiotics were definitely huge, as were prebiotics. Um, the Wild Ways protein powder I mentioned actually had a probiotic in it, and that was one of the reasons why I selected it. It was kind of a all-encompassing powder that did everything. Um, but probiotics definitely plant, <clears throat> sorry, <coughs> allergies, horrible. Yes. <laughs> uh, probiotics, uh, plant-based everything. And then sourcing was a big thing. I think this year where people were very cognizant of bringing out where products were sourced. 
Um, I met with one company that had a snack food and they were able to tell me exactly where their non-GMO corn was sourced. Hmm. Um, I think with the push towards the general public wanting to know more about what's in their food, where it's from, companies seem to be taking the initiative, which I'm thrilled about, to say, hey, this is where it's coming from. We're proud of where we source it and we're going to tell you about it. Another thing that I saw a lot and, and tasted a lot because you taste everything there <laughs> were uh, nut butters, lots of different kinds of nut butters with some sort of uh, 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 like a fruit flavor infusion, for instance. And, and there were mm-hmm. a lot of companies that had those. And of course, there's a lot of kombucha there. Um, there's a lot of competing kombucha companies that put out that product. So uh, lots of drinks, lots, in fact, a lot of drinks. There's just yes. tons of drinks. Sparkling water seemed to be a yeah. big thing. Yeah. Um, kombucha, I remember seeing just as much last year. I don't remember anything that was brand new other than a few flavors, but sparkling water was definitely new. Watermelon. Yes. was a big thing because I can't tell you how many things I tried with watermelon. And let's talk about the show itself because they have uh, moved. They, they, they have the new North Hall there at uh, the Anaheim Convention Center, which had, what was it, 600 new or 400 new uh, uh, spots for small exhibitors in there. And that was kind of like the new hot new products. Uh, Mm -hmm. which ran Thursday, Friday, Saturday. The main trade show floor was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, So there's a bit of an overlap. Um, Mm -hmm. What were your impressions of the new area? Um, I loved the new area. Um, I know there were a lot of people taking pictures from that upper level down onto the show floor. And you could see just how massive it was from that bird's eye view. Um, I always like the new products because it's like, it's a super concentrated space and it's just anything and everything you could possibly want. Um, I spent, I tried to spend a full two days, um, but I still don't think I saw everything in there. Now I've heard that next year that'll be, uh, there's going to be less overlap. I don't know. I haven't heard this officially, but I've heard that the, the, that floor will be like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and the main show will be Thursday, Friday. Oh, wait a minute. Like there's only one day of overlap and I may be wrong about that, but I heard that they're trying to separate those a little bit more. Um, okay. you heard anything about that? I'm just curious. I haven't heard about that. Um, I think it's a great idea. Um, trying to see everything in the four days that the entire show is open. If you're just walking the floor is very difficult. Um, I did meet someone that did at the airport, but she said, you know, after 17 years, I have finally figured it out. Um, (laughs) Hopefully it won't take me that long, but well, I've been there. That was my 16th year. So maybe one more year and I'll figure it out. (laughs) Uh, One more thing on the show. And then I want to ask you a couple of questions about what you do. Um, and that is, did you find any non-food products that were of interest to you? Non-food, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, being an outdoor person, I love camping, hiking, and all of that. I loved seeing all of the cleaning products that were natu- nature-based. Um, I ran into one person that had a, a laundry powder, three ingredients. I could use it outdoors and it not have an environmental impact. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I really enjoyed. Um, Trying to think what else that we saw. There's so much. Um, yes. There's a lot of the uh, 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 tumblers type of thing, you know. Tumblers, yes. Tumblers. Um, I actually worked with a company. Uh, they produced the first silicone drinkware. <laughs> um, and that was really fun to see that and to see exactly how it functioned and what it did. So that was fun. So what else is on your schedule for this year? Do you do other shows? Or I'm just curious, what, what, what uh, besides that keeps you involved? Okay. Um, as far as trade shows, I do Expo West and I also do Outdoor Retailers, which is an outdoor product show and that's held in Denver. Um, I was there last November. I'll be back in July and then again this November. 
So they have a summer and winter, yeah, summer and winter yes. market uh, so in, in Utah. Big story about how that moved to Denver. Yes. Um, and Expo East, is that something you'll be doing? Um, I did it last year. Um, this year, the dates may not work. I'm waiting yeah. for a few other things to see. And then besides trade shows, I do a couple of different conferences. I'll be speaking at a travel uh, conference for women here in May in Quebec. Oh, nice. And then finally, uh, a little bit more about uh, Little Family Adventures. How can people find you online and, and, and what would they uh, want, to, want to be there for? Well, our tagline is no child left inside. So we're all about getting your family outdoors, traveling, and just trying new things. That could be in the kitchen. It could be hiking a trail, playing in your backyard, or traveling. Um, I'm online. My website is littlefamilyadventure.com. And then all over social media, um, Twitter, Instagram, it's Lil Fam Adventure. And then on Facebook, it's Our Little Family Adventure. <laughs> okay. Nikki, it's a pleasure chatting with you and catching up about the show. It's a, it's a, it's a fun show, and uh, hopefully we'll do it again next year. Sounds great. All right. Thanks, Thank you Nikki. so much for having me. And thanks again to Nikki Omohundro of littlefamilyadventure.com for a, a fun interview. Really appreciate it, Nikki. Uh, today's trade show tip of the week has to do with making sure you have your game face on for trade shows, I, I mentioned I spent several days at Expo West this month walking the aisles of several halls, looking at literally thousands of exhibitors and exhibits. Most of them, I say most of them, were ready and willing and able to greet visitors with a smile and be engaged with the visitor. But um, I certainly did see those people that were, you know, staring into their phone. They're just going. <laughs> I saw a guy eating a sandwich in a booth, a really big, messy sandwich. I was like, Ugh. No one wants to talk to you. And that's the thing. No one wants to talk to you when you're ignoring people that walk by. Um, a few cases, you know, people seem to be bored or tired and really show they had uh, no interest in being there. Uh, you, you know, you're tired. I get it. You, you, you've, you've been there for hours. But, you know, it's a sprint. It'll soon be over. The best thing you can do for your visitor and the company you work for is to have that smile turned on at all times to make sure you have your game face on at all times. That's kind of what the trade show is about. You're there for a limited time, uh, three-day show. It's open for seven hours. That's 21 hours. You probably get a break somewhere in the middle. You're probably not working every single hour. Uh, if you need to, need to take a break, take it. Uh, but when you're in the booth, make visitors believe that you really want to be there and really want to help them. It, I understand it's not as easy as it sounds sometimes, especially if it's a long, long day. But if you can do it with everyone, you're making a good impression on them and they will walk away with a good impression of your company because you represent them. You are the brand. You are the face of that company. All right, on to this week's one good thing. I was on Twitter a couple days ago and ran across a tweet that linked to a spreadsheet on Google Docs that someone had created of all of the music that was played on WKRP in Cincinnati. Now, I love that show for a number of reasons. It was a great show, fun show. It ran for four seasons, 1978 through 1982. I was, um, when 78 uh, rolled around, I had been in radio myself for just over three and a half years. And I, and I ended up spending, you know, 25, 26 years in radio. And I, and I worked in a station that was much like what WKRP in Cincinnati was, you know, struggling kind of small market station or medium market station. So I got it. I, I knew all those people. I, I, I knew people like those folks that were in the show. Um, but someone went through there and, and <laughs> uh, made a list of all the songs that were played by Dr. Johnny Fever and uh, uh, let's see, Andy Travis was there, Venus Flytrap, all the folks, great folks. 
Um, and so <laughs> the list is great. I've just been kind of going through there and going, oh, yeah, those songs. Oh, yeah, late, uh, you know, 70s. Oh, some oldies in there, uh, early 80s, but uh, good list. And I've linked to the list in uh, the show notes here. So that's this week's One Good Thing. All the music played on WKRP. So thanks for joining me on Trade Show Guy. Monday.